All right, man. So I'm going to get myself in trouble right from the get-go. Oh, admit, man. You're going to do this again? <laughs> admit, I did not watch the game. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm only talking about very limited YouTube highlights experience, but I watched a significant highlight package, okay, from the U.S. versus Puerto Rico. Dave, did you watch some of those highlights? Uh, I watched uh, the first quarter, but then I got distracted and decided okay. to go feed cats instead. So Okay, so the first half was really close between the U.S. and Puerto Rico. Now, the second half, the U.S. created some distance. Sure. But I would say the first half did not do anything to dispel my... Um, Original thoughts about the team, huh? Yeah. I mean, look. Here's the problem with what you said yesterday. And I don't right. want to go too too bad 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 but like you mentioned like Halliburton is there to, and he can really help spray the ball around yeah I don't know that he's gonna be influential enough to overcome like look I get it when Ant plays like he did fine but I don't want to be rude but and I love Puerto Rico but so they Jared, were playing Puerto Rico yeah so like George he, sh- he should dominate bro so well, I, I'm just kind of concerned when they get against real competition because they did like I've never seen the U.S. kind of fuck around with like a team like Puerto Rico in a, in a scrimmage before. It didn't look like they had command of the situation mm. in the first half. We got to be careful with this because we have a lot of, you know, I, I'm a fan of the U.S. basketball too. But um, one of the, the fans that really in my, I grew up watching um, a huge fan of, but was Grant Hill. And I did some research on on this team and, and this team was designed. It's It's Grant Hill's first year putting this team together. All right. So Grant Hill put the team together, and he got Steve Kerr, who it's his, this is his first year with FIBA. He's got Eric Spolster, who's his assistant coach there. So this team was put together in in a way that I I am sorry, man. I I don't know what else to say, but I I just feel like, like there's this lackluster. And if we're just going to play off athleticism, sure we can do that. But you know, I'm sorry, Jalen Brunson and Tyrese and Ant and you know. Uh, Jerry and Jackson, these guys aren't enough. I mean, they could make it to the championship game and they could, and it would be surprising to me, but I just, I struggle at it because I, I've never seen a team and Brandon Ingram, there's the other guy. Uh, I've never seen a team that's been put together. That's like, you know, where is the leadership? Where is the veterans? Where is, you know, and it just, it's lackluster in so much. And if you're going to do lackluster like this, it goes back to the, what I said last podcast was go for the young get Kate Cunningham Jalen Green Chets you know Jalen Williams I mean I, I know people are like oh no 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 but no I'm serious this has to go back to getting the youngest players out there if you're going to do a lackluster team you know, look I'm good with the Thunder players um not necessarily being quite ready I do think you'd be better off having Tyrese Halliburton more on the ball than Ant sure. I think you'd be better off but he would be better like coming off the bench for Kate Cunningham. Right. I'm sorry. Like I, you could go down this list and say, I would rather Tyrese and Cade. If you had those two guys as your guards, you know, the ball is going to move from side to side. You know that the ball is going to find the open shooter. Man, they can knock down the shot and they can create for other people. Here's what, the thing. What, can knock what down are the, the other, other and teams he can create for himself? And that's the what other he teams does. out there, bro, is I, I'm watching the rest of the, um, the, the countries. They've got tall, lanky guards. Big guards. We've got Jalen Brunson out there, man. Look, you know, I'm like, good with him. This is this is why I say we have to get back to the younger but, players because the tall, lanky guys are the ones of the future. And if we can't I, compete there, we can't. 
Say, say you paired Jalen Brunson with the right players. Sure. I, I'm good with Jalen Brunson. I agree. I agree. But, like, I just, like, because I really do think he's, like, the type of um, spark plug you need for a, a championship contending team. Not sure. every team's lucky enough to have one. But I just kind of worry, like, is. Yeah. All right. Let, let's I, go over it. Paolo, Mikkel Bridges, which Mark and I are huge Mikkel Bridges fans. Jalen Brunson, Ant. Tyrese, Josh Hart, who didn't play last night. Hey, Mark. Hi. Oh, a cracker. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, Brandon Ingram, um, Jerrion Jackson, Cam Johnson, Wes, well, um, Wes Walker Kessler, oof, um, Bobby Portis, and Austin Reeves. Look, like, uh, I, just, I struggle I'm at this with team. Austin Reeves. Like, what? He looks really good to me in a situation. Here's why I like Austin Reeves, and it's why I wish there was more, more of these – other guys that pass the ball. Yeah. Austin Reeves is willing to find the open shooter. No, you're and he's right. He's deadly when you leave him open. Like that's how you make a really good team USA or international competitive team where the ball moves. Like you have to be committed to team basketball. And if you if you have like a guy who's your point guard who's a shoot first guy, like whatever. I, I shouldn't Bro. go in at Ant too much. Jaylen but I'm just Brunson, saying like Ant, Dave. Tyrese, Josh Hart, and then you've got Austin Reeves as your guards. That's this is nothing throwing punches at anybody else. All right, but this is one of the hardest hitting guards I've seen on a team in a long time, bro. <laughs> how, how many? How tell me? You name the um <laughs> the players on that group. If you were coaching, you think you would want to start as far as like that are team ball committed first. All right, Mikhail Bridges, Jalen Brunson. Tyrese, Brandon Ingram, and um, Jerrion Jackson, or Jaren I would even Jackson. Uh, yeah. I would, Jaren Jackson, or I would throw a Walker Kessler out there too, like either one of those at the center position. Okay, um, I I just I, this is again. So you're you're missing like I'm missing Paulo out there. Brandon Ingram is not Anthony Edwards out there. Like, but 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 it's because Brandon Ingram have, doesn't strike fear into in people. No, but he's tall and lanky and can play defense. And, and I'm sorry, that's not what everybody thinks. And that's but what this team is counting on, is a lot of like length and athleticism. They want to have a killer half-court trap. They want to send traps everywhere, and they want to overwhelm players with their length yeah. and their ability. But look, it reminds me of like being the best team in a bad tournament. Like yeah. You want to come out so and put a lot of pressure. But here's the problem. If you play against teams – that are really good at handling pressure and they yeah. do the right things out of that pressure, they will torture you on the yeah. weak side, which, oh, guess what? The weak side happens to be where the basket is. Like sure. if you overload pressure on the ball, which the Team USA seems committed to do, to doing, like, I, like that only works if you are better at defense, far better at defense than the other team is at offense. Because sure. if they're smart and they can get an outlet in the middle, and then they can rotate the ball to the weak side. There's always open shots on the weak side. And Team USA looks so committed to using their length and creating pressure and just being like, I'll be damned on everything else. But, and it didn't work like, in the first half against Puerto Rico, and it worked really well in the second half. But I question the pace that they want to play at. Like, I haven't seen teams internationally play at this, like, like honestly, they, they seem chaotic. Yeah. And look, they want to create chaos. That's their game plan. But is that really the long term? Like, can you win a FIBA championship with your main strategy of creating chaos? Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Again, it's just if if 
if Austin Reeves was and, and Bobby Portis was on a team that was a young team, a super young team, and, and this is a pretty young team in the grand scheme of things, but I just look at this team and, and if we have um, Anthony Edwards, Jalen Brunson out there at the same time and just throw out Austin Reeves with three guards set, right? With the length of guards that Australia has and the length of guards that the, the French um, team have and the length of guards that when we could go on and on, like we lose our length, so many different positions with this team. And if you're looking at the way what the Brian, NBA up, is, geez, I'm changing. And that's where I want to throw it. The NBA is changing to long and lanky, more shots, passing the ball around in team defense. And what, what part about this team screams that again, I get it. Grant Hill is old school, but if you take out the reality of where we're trying to go with this, the the new NBA, I feel like this team was designed for old school basketball. And that's where, again, it's, it's a, it's a cool team to watch in that, that old school basketball mindset, but not that shoot, everybody shoots, everybody gets up and down, everybody, you know, like that is something that we're missing here. And again, why I think the Thunder players and, and a team, even the Houston teams and, and Detroit teams could have added players to this that would have been more team atmosphere and around that that team idea of where the future of the NBA is going. And it's just, to me, I feel like the Americans, and, and it, we still have a month or whatever, 20 days before things start. So I feel like just the way this was picked, it was just, it was a lackluster by Grant Hill. He could have so done you're a better job. On Grant Hill. I am. I'm sorry. You got to look at the top. You got to look at the people that made the decisions for the players on this team. And it could have been, we don't want to play here. I'm sorry. My rookie year, I don't want to play this. Second year, I'm finally healthy. I don't want to play. People could be making those, those, um, you know, I stuff. But the reality is, is that that's for the veterans, you know, because the veterans come out for the Olympics. You know, the FIBA are for the young players that are, are trying to get their spots for the, the Olympics. And what part of these guys, which one of these guys as young players would you want on that Olympics team? You know, like... That Olympic team is going to have like LeBron. It's going to have like, you know, uh, Chris Paul. And it's going to have all these old, really good players out there. Yes, they'll be whatever. But they are not not going to go for their brand. So if you know they're going to have Damian Lillard out there, you know you're going to have KD and and all these other players, which of these players are going to make that team next year? And I sit there and I'm like, "Mm, you know what? I don't see many of them doing so. But then why wouldn't you sit there and say, let's – lean towards more of a young team. Let's highlight the 24 and under or 25 and under players. You know, like it just, it seems like with a Bobby Portis thing and some of these other picks, it's just like, like I, I get the Apollo idea. Like you started in the right direction. <laughs> like you started it. And then I was like, squirrel, you know, Walker Kessler. I get that. Another young talent, you know, but Walker Kessler over Chet. Bobby Portis over Chet, you know, like, I, I'm sorry. I love Austin Reeves, but Austin Reeves over J-Dub, like, that's where I keep going back to this is, like, if you, they had sat down and made these decisions in the proper form, Jalen Green, you know, Cade Cuttingham, like, people would be sitting here and saying, oh, yeah, this is for the future. Paolo, Cade Cuttingham, Jalen Green, and Chet. You know, that's the future, right? Nobody would be sitting here saying, you know, who, why – where else are these other players going to go? It would be like, there's their veteran group and there's your young core. Because that makes sense for 2024 Olympics. But here it's just like, you just put a team out there that maybe one player is going to be on the Olympics from this team. Maybe two, 
if they're lucky, if there's an injury or something like that. You know, think about 2010, right? They put the team together, right? I think it was a, the, the first time that year that he put the team together. And what did he focus on? He focused on the 2000 or the uh, 2012 Olympics, you know, like that's where his mindset was. What team is going to be out there in the 2010 Olympics? That's what we should have done for the 2024 Olympics. And it's just, to me, like Grant Hill just dropped the ball on this one. Sorry, man. Jugular, bro. You went for the jugular. Okay. Dude, when you got bad knees, you got bad knees. Look, I'm good with it. I'm good with somebody, you know, got to go to the top man taking responsibility. But like at the same time, the tournament hasn't even started yet. So in the end, this could work out fine. But I do think it's one of those things that's a little bit limited. Like even if they do win the tournament, it's might it might still backfire because you do got to go. You got to go young. Mm. You you got to go <laughs> when you have a chance like this to make a transition to a younger team. You got to make it. I see they made a couple of picks that way, um, but um, like you mentioned, Dave, like Cade, dude. But may, maybe Cade is just now healthy, so they're not ready to do that. Maybe Think this about is more the about top health. twenty NBA players, bro. Just top twenty American NBA players. And tell me if any of these guys deserve to be on there. Paolo, Mikhail Bridges, Jaden Brunson, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, Jerry and Jackson, Cam Johnson, Walker Kessler, Bobby Porters, or Austin Reeves. Do any of those guys I like the love first in the top three. Two, 20? I feel like the first three. You think Paolo deserves to be in the top 20 in the NBA? I, I think that there's a special lane for um, sometimes it t- the player turns out to be like Christian Leitner. Where he's like the the you know recent best college player and has a chance to um, be impactful in the league, so you want to give them a chance. I think he has a path to getting on. They always reserve one or two spots for those guys. I, um, I would say there's two players: Mikkel Bridges and right. Jalen Brunson are currently in the top twenty Ty- in the NBA, um, NBA Ty- American Reese. players. Tyrese, I would put I, him. I'm sorry, he, he's not. Tyrese is not a top the, twenty player. In the top 20 American player, yeah. Okay, if you want to say top 20 in the guard position, yeah. Or top 20 American. I'd say top 20 No, American. he's. I'm sorry. He's not. Yeah, he is. No. You're going to yeah. um, put him above Russ? Yes. You're going to put him above... Um, oh, my gosh. Dude, like, I, I just can't. I can't put him above Russ yet. I can't. I just can't. Russ still is capable of going triple-double for the Lakers and starting on that Lakers team and dominate. You know, like until Russ, until Russ truly loses his crown and, and, and having one bad half a season with the Lakers doesn't he, doesn't count. He's definitely better than Russ. And it wasn't just like half a season. Like, I'm glad Russ is in a happy place. But it was it was the, um, just, the Rockets, I, the um, the Rockets followed by the Wizards. Um, those I know, two but, places weren't exactly what I would say stellar. But, but I'm just saying like Tyrese, like, I, I get it that you're saying that that Russ is better than Tyrese. Look, I, I just I, I wouldn't. If I was building a team and I'm trying to win a championship right now, right? And I'm I could have Tyrese. All right. All right. Tyrese I'm just is saying, it, bro. Like he's he shoots the ball really well. Although here's what I'd say. Um, somebody mentioned but, in the chat, like he's he's limited on defense. And I did notice that. And I know that people aren't really caring too much, but it's just like he is oh. amazing. Tyrese is amazing. I'm not saying he's not amazing, guys. But I, right? I really feel like you would you would want to put him up there, in my opinion. You, I would want to put him on the team in front of Chris Paul because Chris Paul has like he's limited in what he can produce and mostly what he's going to give you is experience. Whereas I think Tyrese can get out there and really, really ball. 
But I'd like to see him take a step forward on defense. What's going to happen in Indiana? I don't know. But I think Indiana got a huge steal trading. What about, what about Fox? Do you think Fox is, is better than Tyrese? Um, but this is my point is that like there's enough players and guards yeah, out there Fox that is we probably better than Tyrese today. We could but sit I think, there. We could like, sit there and we could argue enough guards. Then and I I get it. Russell's a bad comp. But my point about Fox it is on the team leading this team than Ant. Yeah, but 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 that's my again. It goes back to when you when you put a team together, right? And you're looking at a team and you're saying I need leaders on this team, and your best thing is saying okay, you know what. I'm going with Tyrese as my ball distributor, which is, again, it's fine. Debatable whether he's a top um, U.S. 20 player in the league, right? It's debatable, right? Because I, I still look at like guys like LeBron, and I still look at guys like Russ and, and Chris Paul as, as being these guys that could go out and do something crazy and, and still dominate the game. You know, like say what you want, but anybody that averages a triple double multiple years of their life yeah, but that's, is I mean, somebody that demands respect. And that's why right. for me, for the rest of my life, when, when people are like comparing this player to that player, I will always say that Russ had a better peak than Chris Paul. Russ had a better peak than any other point guard. So that we have seen in, in a long time. You want to hear his stats, dude. Tyrese Halliburton averaged 20.7 points, 10.4 assists, 3.7 rebounds, shooting 49% field goals. Like, my point is like he's good. I'm not I'm not talking trash I'm not, on him. I'm just saying I'm like saying, I'm just saying like at 23 years old as a old, leader at, at at 23 years old like I would put him above people who might even be averaging a little bit more but we're 28 as far as importance to invest in in the team USA. So you you might be right he may not be the top a top 20 US player but you still at his age what he's doing um what's his I I just look at him as being the the type of guy that you need to invest in. Yes, you know what I mean? you're right. But I, I agree with that. But what I'm saying, though, for him, right, in, in, in the aspect, if he was coming off the bench, right, and you had a Fox or you had um, another point guard, you know, and that dude, was. He's a um, 40% career three-point shooter. So I'm just like, like that, like if you could have got Russ to 40%. I get it, man. I get it. I just, MVP. I, I'm just saying is that like in the grand scheme of things and, and, and having a specialty um, point guard like Tyrese that can pass the ball, obviously 10 assists a game that can score when he gets the hole, you know, that can shoot the three. That's great. You know, but you also need in, in this, you're competing, but you're competing against look who he's competing against, man. Dude, I would have given my left Luka, nut to get Luka. Tyrese on our team, bro. But think about it. He's playing against Luca. Is that enough against Luca? Is that enough against uh, Josh Giddy? I mean, we could go back to the size Look, difference and everything yo, else like that. You've got no to break this down. At, at, on a team full of all stars, he's off the ball. But in, but my thing is, he's the perfect off the ball star. He's like averaging ten assists a game. Like, give him the ball and get tell him to get it up the court and st- initiate the offense, and then play off the ball offensively. Like from once the initiation, like. Dude, I can't believe that Steve Kerr hasn't figured this out. Like, it, it, and honestly, if this team, if you were to say like, re, like change out Ant with any, like pick a player in the NBA, I would say this team would actually be pretty good. Like Steph Curry. Yeah. If yeah. you put Steph Curry on this team instead of Ant, I'd be like, yeah, they got it. They got a legit chance. Yeah. But like, I'm just wondering, like, but again, like that's I, I don't, I don't want to take really Tyrese off the team. You take in a game. 
I, I don't want to take Tyrese off the game. I want to take Tyrese and put him in as that that ball distributor. Me like, too. Like I I want I want Cade Cunningham to take that starting position. You know, I want I want Fox to take that starting position. I want it to be you know in in that aspect of of where it could be in a couple of years. And 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 to me, it's not. This is not yeah. me throwing punches against Tyrese. It's just saying that this team could have been built better, better, and it, it could have been uh, uh, more thick in girth, and it could have been a fatter head. I mean, there's so many things that could have been better at it. But I feel like in the grand scheme of things, you're just you're lacking, and and there's nothing worse than getting done and just realizing that you just were not enough. Okay, I would have loved Desmond Bain on the team. Um, I like the idea of putting an Isaiah Joe type shooter out there to give the team something elite, elite, elite shooting wise. Um, I just don't, I think if I was building an NBA team and somebody came to me and they're like, your best two players are Ant and Brandon Ingram. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd be like, man, like let's, well, you would let's, laugh. I mean, you would let's, laugh. Let's be honest. I would say, let's start over. Like, yeah. can, can we get any pick from this? Is, case? is there a butter to that joke? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this is this is the reality. And then they're like, well, yeah, but all the other guys are really good players, too. All right, Moani, like, I agree. Top 25, I would say top 30, I'm okay with Tyrese. I would say he's, you know, I'm he's punching rated in the face, bro. Like, there's no, right. like, okay. I would, if you're going to go to 20, if you're going to go to 30, I'm going to go to top 15. All right, play all that right, game? All right. All right. All right, we'll play that game. Hey, 20 uh, and 10, bro. How many players? How many players in the league are averaging 20 10 and 10 right now? I don't have a, I don't have the stats in front of me. I, thanks uh, to my friend Jay for uh, um, <laughs> making you know sure what? I don't know. Dude, 20 and 10 when it comes comes to assists, it's one. I All bet right. you it's only Tyrese. And I'm just saying, mm, like, okay, like, okay, like people can disrespect him, but he's doing the things. Like if he gets his rebounding up, but it's only three point five a game. Like that's a little disappointing. Um, but you know, right. maybe he hangs up with Russell. Let me ask you this: Tyrese or Josh Giddy? Oh, Josh Giddy. Okay, all right. Tyrese or um, Fox? Because Tyrese is younger and he can really shoot okay, the ball okay, from okay. the three. Tyrese, Ty- I know what you say, Tyrese on the Fox. Okay, I get it. But Fox brought the team fifty three um, wins. So, um, what up, okay. So then you Tobias. look at Tyrese. Or Cade Cuttingham. I'm going with Tyrese because he he's shown he he's shown he can put up that body of work. Like if Cade is consistent, I think at best he can do what Tyrese has already done. Yeah. Like I maybe at year five, you know. But obviously we got a lot of Cade and Fox guys out there, so I feel like I'm playing the fool here. I'm but the guy who picked I, all the I, listen, dumb opinions just, today. My point about this, right, is that now I just mentioned young guards that we would consider, you know, better or more established, right, in our opinions, right, than Tyrese. And we haven't even got into the veterans yet. And that's my point is that, yes, Tyrese is good. Yes, he is talented. But is he going to be that same player in two or three years that these other players are going to be? And to me, Kyrie, um, Cade and and uh, Fox and you know Josh Giddy, like these are the guys that that are going. And, and yes, Josh Giddy is an Australian Boom. guard, but uh, again, it's these are the future of this teams. Like this is the future of 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 U.S. basketball and Australia basketball and French basketball. Tall, lanky players. That's it. And sorry, Ant Ant is going to look like a midget in a couple of years, guys. I mean, he's going to look really small. Done. He's going to look out there and be like, "Dude, why does Ant have such short arms?" 
I mean, think about 4K when it gets better than 4K. And you're going to look at Ant, right? And then you're going to look at, I mean, you know, Chet or any of these other seven foot one guys. And you're going to say, what happened to Ant? (laughs) There's a reason they call him Ant. (laughs) Let's take these four guys you're saying, dude. You're saying Fox. All right. All right. Fox. Cade. Cade. Let's take Ant and um, Tyrese. And you tell me which two you pick. If you're if you're trying, this is a USA team situation. I'm going with Cade, Cade and um, Jalen Green. <laughs> no, no, no. This Forrest. Ah, <laughs> uh, Fox Tyrese. I, you know, I love Fox, man. Listen, the way that he runs. So you're going Cade offense, and Fox. I, I love Fox. I, I, you can, you can put any point guard in front of me in the league, minus a couple point guards, and you can say who can run an offense perfectly the way that fox and blank can there's handful of them small amount i'm telling you fox is elite i'm but here's yeah i mean he's great i love kate the reason i love kate is on the paint the kate is going to break out this year guys kate is going to have a crazy season and everybody's going to be like oh i can't believe we were comparing kate and, and tyrese i mean because Cade's going to have one of those seasons. And if you've been an OSU fan, you know what I'm talking about. This is the year that Cade is breaks out and everybody's like, damn, okay. So for me, that's why I'm putting this behind it is because I, I watched what Cade did in those scrimmages, man. Right? You can't tell me that Cade wasn't a better looking player than Tyrese in those scrimmages. Like Cade just like shined. Like he was like, he was like, like the second coming of Magic Johnson in those. And that's what's crazy, man. Is that like, to me, like, I don't know how fast or how long it will be able to carry that that mentality, that load, but he's got good players around him in Detroit now, so maybe he can do something special. So for me, I'm putting Cade right at the top of the list as far as guards keeping on my team. Okay, and if it came down to um, – and, and here's the thing. like, Cade, Cade hasn't had a season as good as Tyrese. There's no – in my opinion, because, I mean, 20 and 10, I haven't seen that from Cade yet. Yeah. Now – um, Giddy may not ever get to be as good as Tyrese. That's what Brian's saying. And yeah, like I understand, he's, he's right at this moment. He's, I mean, he's at an this all-star moment, player, all no NBA player. But, but you look at it and you say, like, I think Giddy still has once again better upside because his size, the way that he approaches the game, his ability—if he can get to that forty percent three-point shooting—that is sort of the holy grail of the situation. I think he could definitely be a twenty-point average guy, twenty ten. Um, his rebounds will be higher. Yeah. Um, I also think it's more of a complete player, in my in my opinion, when it comes down to it, because his rebounding and defensive abilities in, in that aspect. Tyrese's shot, because it's so ugly, it always surprises me that he's a 40% shooter. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so. man. That's what I was about to say. Like, he's kind of like he's kind of like Reggie Miller in that aspect. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> that guy can shoot. What? <laughs> it's a little less erratic, but yeah. it definitely is. It's like. A little surprising. Whereas I, I do think Josh could make that leap. Whereas if Tyrese was like at Josh's level right now and it was an ugly shot and it and it had like and he was shooting, you know, thirty two percent or whatever it is, I would be like, I don't know if he can make it. Whereas yeah. I think Josh has good fundamentals. I think that he's going to be able to put it together. Josh if he can, can get play to one the- through four on defense, bro. How many guards, point guards, can do that? Right. I mean, you know, but again, if, that's why to but me, Tyrese like, is absolutely a better player at this moment, and it's going to take a lot of improvement. At- at this very moment, would you rather 16 points a game, um, eight re- um, assists, 
and eight rebounds, or would you rather have what Tyrese has, which is 20, um, 10, and three? Like, my point is, is that that's, that's what Josh Giddy. if you just take his baseline stats and you say, this is what Josh did last year in the last uh, 30, 40 games of the season, you know, like, to me, that's where I, I go to, is, like, if Josh is out there putting up numbers like that, then then he is in a real position to be saying, I, I'm legitimately one of the best point guards in the league, period. Because if Josh is putting up numbers that are 16, 8, and 8 as you know, even a third-year player, I mean, that's impressive much less a second year player, much less, you know what I'm saying? Like that's a kid that's 20 years old. And I, and I think Josh, even if he, he doesn't take a step forward or take a step backwards and he just averages 16, eight and eight, he's going to be known as yes. Tyrese is a phenomenal passer. Yes. Tyrese can do this, but the new NBA isn't about the things that they can do. It's about the things they can't do. And that's what's highlighting right now in the, the offense and the defense is that having a complete player that plays defense and offense that can play one through four, that can play two and three, that can play this and that. It changes how you are able to play on the court. When you have a player that is one dimensional on the aspect of you can stick him on the point guard or stick him on the shooting guard and like, oh, that's great, right? But if you can't stick him on the point guard and stick him on the small forward, if you can't stick him on the shooting guard and you can't stick him on the small forward, you can't stick him on two different positions. And if you can't do that, then that really takes a hit. And which of our players that can't play one through four or play five through, you know, two? And that's where the game is changing. And that's where this team that we're watching with the USAA that I look at, and it's lacking. It's just lacking. Brandon Ingram, great forward, right? But can he play defense one through four? Probably not. You know what I'm saying? And you just keep on going and you can go down this list. Can Paolo? No. Can um, Josh Hart? Maybe. You know, like, and, and, and you're sitting here and you're just like, where's the future? There is no future with this team. You know, like, I, there's ISO players. There's a player that distributes the ball and that's his only purpose out there is to distribute the ball. And it's just like, come on. Where's the complete players? Like, we have a bunch of really good set pieces. But to have a complete team and complete players, complete everything, that's what's lacking in this USA FIBA team. And the reason that we know this is because we get a fresh look at what Sam Presti has done with this Oklahoma City Thunder team. You know, you can say that with the, you know, uh, Detroit Pistons. You can say that with any of these young teams, even the Houston Rockets somehow have a team atmosphere over there. You know, like that's what we're talking about. That team atmosphere brings something. It brings pride. And that's why I look at this and I'm just like, you know what? This team, this team could get top three FIBA in the FIBA this year, just off of talent, you know? But what did we learn? That what? There's no future with this team. You're like, okay, but none of these guys are going to be on the team next year, the year after. There's just not. They're just not. There might be one, like you said, Tyrese might be on it. You might have Ant coming off the bench, far off the bench. But, like, if we get our asses handed to us in two or three games in this, are you telling me that they're going to be okay with this team going forward? No, they're going to be like, we need to have a much better team coming forward. Period. And we yeah. saw that happen. We saw that happen with the dream. Uh, 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 the, uh, the, the, the team before the redeemed team. Yeah, the redeemed team. You know, like, they got their asses handed and they came back so strong. It was just like, bam. Okay, well, that's not going to well, happen again. But one of the things they did was they handed over to Shashevsky, right? But like, 
and he kind of implemented sort of what you see. That Steve was in 2010 that he he put that team together there. You know, You're that right. it was young. Let's get going. Let's see what this team can do. They bring in Shoseski. He was coached FIBA. You got Russ. You got all these young guys. Like, it was a really fun time. And here we are, we're looking at it, and it's like, it looks like we've kind of not learned the lessons. And you're saying Grant Hill, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, this team does seem like it was built like an all-star team from the 90s. And you're kind of like wondering, where's the coherence? So, and um, I'm, I'm looking at it, I'm like, I think maybe um, Kerr is kind of creating a bad strategy, too, with a lot of tra- trapping. Because, like, this FIBA... Um, and the free shots that, that going up with Kerr's, with Kerr's like, team? You got so many... Every team almost has an NBA player, it seems like. So I don't think this trapping strategy is just going to come out and overwhelm people. And if you look at the way that Thunder create pressure, like we we pressure the ball from a man, um, like man pressure. And we expect all five guys to create pressure. I really think that that's the future of how you create pressure. I think zone traps against um, teams that are you know full of NBA talent, they just don't work. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're committing to them, you're going to be in trouble. And I think if you want to make sure you can create pressure, um, you got, you kind of have to have players like J-Dub on the team that can create pressure without needing a second player. And I just don't know that they really have those guys because you have to be able to play one-on-one against NBA talent. You can't help because the ball will always find the open guy in the open spot. If you are, um, if you just trap reckless without abandon. Yeah. So no, I, you're right, man. I think maybe there's a there's a little bit of uh, my I have a question a little bit of the Dude, strategy. I could be eating too. my words and and the USA I think we team. Will be. I think because we're stupid and we're willing to talk about our opinions about this instead of just like you know drink the Kool Aid and pretend like oh yeah yeah Team USA all the way. I I just I we were we were born in in an area that um is very opinionated about the beliefs you know That's about what you see. <laughs> I think everybody's um, opinionated, but not everybody but, goes around and like talks about it like dickheads. Well, and 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 I get it. Like I, I'm not. You know what? I'm gonna say this before I forget because I keep forgetting to do this. Man, we had a review. Oh, we got a review. <laughs> we got a review. All right. So on Apple review, guys, we Ooh. never get positive reviews. They're always never. super negative. So In I want to say, uh, honestly, two years. Yeah, it's been horrible. Like, and with I'm the, okay with it because like want us it's to die. creative. It's been creative over there. All right. Um, so this is from Go Russ. Fun listening experience. Go Mark Russ. and Dave have a great energy and a positivity about the Thunder. Like any sport podcast, I don't agree with every single take, but they're more fun to listen to than any other podcast, even if they are self admittedly homers. Different, but fun. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate that, Go Russ. I don't know who that was, but we appreciate you putting a positive review on Apple for us because the reality is, is Mark and I are dickheads and we've rubbed people the wrong way. And if you don't believe that, go look on Apple podcasts. There's been a lot of creative negative reviews and it's so bad that we have 2.5% approval rating on Apple. (laughs) Which makes me happy. (laughs) I mean, listen, like, if you're going to talk about something like the Oklahoma City Thunder, like there's going to be a lot of opinions. Um, I think when it comes down to it, we were just we had a different opinion on something that was very, very strong held belief yeah, that the, the Thunder, tank that was going to tank. And 
I appreciate these days looking at what the mayor the only, has I'm going to say this. When Mark and I came out to the show, one of the things was is that every Oklahoma City Thunder podcast was saying that this tank was going to take four to five years. Mark and I were saying this wasn't a tank. This was a rebuild and was going to take two years. And there was a difference. Well, if you and look I at think, it, and like, I think that's why when we started coming out and people started challenging us saying, well, this is not what this podcast said, or this is not what he said. It was immediately like, well, that's because they're fucking morons. And it's not the way to go in Oklahoma with small podcasts. And when we started saying stuff like that, we started getting negative reviews and I'm cool with it because we've, we've, we've walked into that, that shit. The, the thing about it is it's easy to look at it and say like, well, we had two years where we were like, you know, in the 20 wins and we got two very good players for, for those. We got, you know, Chet and, and Giddy and um, J-Dub. Well, J-Dub came from um, a trade. I get it, but still. I right. Mean, yeah. But yeah. as far as like our own losing. Yeah. Right. But to, to sit there and say like, oh, well, we tanked for those picks. Right. Which, I mean, we did put develop um, player development in front, but in, in a lot of people didn't watch the games. And if you miss watching the games, you miss watching Shea turn into an all NBA player. Yeah. That, I mean, that's one of the things that like we felt like very strongly was that this progression for a player like Shea was going to happen very quickly. It was and if be you just, right. And it happened, even though we only won 20 games, Yeah, it became a 30 point per game score. And yeah. we knew it happened because we were watching. So we watched every, every game and it was like, this is what's going to happen next year. Right. It, it became very apparent. So it, it does. I understand why it was, a different opinion for us to have that it was maybe not like going to be what everybody wanted it to be. But like I was saying a second ago, like I appreciate the mayor jumping on and recognizing that there was momentum behind this young team. Yeah. And if you <clears> waited till this team was like in the playoffs to try to get the stadium built, right. It may be too late for him to have the political capital. And I, mean, I see, I love, he, I love the mayor using that. Right. He's, he's campaigning like right now. He's campaigning for a new arena. He's yeah. using the team's, um, upcoming success to leverage getting a new arena for the city. It, it's beautiful. It's brilliant politically. Dude, it's it's, it's going to be a beautiful stadium next level. And I'm a huge fan of, of what he's doing, but if this team is five years into into two years into a five year tank, yeah, it, he would get no support for this. I know, man, I know. And so I think it's really important that this is, this is all kind of going together and like Presti kind of let people feel like, Oh, this is going to take a long time because you know, people were willing to give him a lot of things like pick swaps because sure. they're like, oh, they're not going to need it. Now it looks like we might use it. And it's all, like, I don't want to pick swap with a team that's going to be the best team in the league. Like those become really valuable when you're when you become like elite. And sure. I think that's what how I kind of like evaluate this whole situation is like we have a different opinion. We're willing to express it and it pisses people off. It rubs a lot of people the wrong way. But somehow there's enough people like, George and Blake and Jared and everybody who's joining us in the Sammy, chat. Brian. I mean, there's so many guys out there. El Salvador. Like, you guys have all made this experience. This so like, long, man. It's awesome. Listen, George, Mark and I, when we started Moran, this, Corey, we never cussed. Never cussed. We never cussed. We never used language. And we were never ourselves when we first started on it. Uh, Mark would actually go back and, and bleep out all the F words. Um, and so my point is, is that like, like, from where we came to where we are now, like I'm just so grateful that Mark and I get to be who we are on this mic. And and I don't care if people call us hillbillies. I don't care if people call us um, mentally handicapped. I, I don't care because to me, only people I care about is the people that are listening and you guys that are talking in the comments, the ones that are encouraging, the ones that are calling in. Unk, you guys are unfucking believable And I will always say this is that I appreciate having all you guys around. 
appreciate the gifts that you guys give me, this amazing Andrew Gaze jersey. And, you know, when Mark and I started this, we could have never imagined that we would have had, you know, our podcast listened to on old platforms a thousand times every single time we put one out there. And to me, it's nice. I was looking at it, dude, like over like nearly like 200,000 downloads or views on YouTube. It's like, crazy, man. I know. Not bad it's for insane. a couple of hillbillies. And we're not going anywhere. Fuck you guys. See you tomorrow. See ya. We're still on.